This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Jazzed About Work, where we talk about everything that might have an impact on your career. I'm your host, Bev Jones, and you may know that my new book is called Find Your Happy at Work. Well, Finding happiness at work is a big theme in today's show. Our guest is Bob Nelson, a leading authority on employee recognition and engagement. Widely known as Dr. Bob, he's written a bunch of best-selling books about how to motivate people. Today, he explains how he started out as a shy extrovert who didn't know much about books, but he turned himself into a prolific and highly successful writer and world-class speaker. He also shares tips for other aspiring authors, particularly about how to sell their books. And he shares insights from his latest book, Work Made Fun Gets Done, Easy Ways to Boost Energy, Morale, and Results. With this book, Dr. Bob and his co-author, Mario Tamayo, make the case that fun is a serious part of a healthy workplace, and it produces happy workers and exceptional performance. Dr. Bob, you are widely known as a, a big authority on employee recognition and engagement, and I am astonished by how many books you've written and sold. Um, you're the president of your own consulting company, and you work with all kinds of big companies and organizations talking about how to improve workplace culture and increase performance at the same time. This all sounds like pretty serious stuff, and you must be quite a serious guy. But I've heard that not only do people call you Dr. Bob, but sometimes they call you Dr. Fun. Now, how did you get here where you're a serious guy and you're serious about fun? Well, it's, it's said that every author is writing the same book over and over, and I feel I've done uh, 31 books, and they're all kind of out of the same cut of cloth. And so... Um, I'm, I'm drawn to uh, simple, proven concepts that are not widely applied. And my goal is to share those widely with leaders and managers that can take advantage of them. And in so doing, uh, create a better workplace for employees that uh, where it's easier to get the job done, that you become a uh, attractor of talent and you hold on to people longer. And so uh, all my stuff kind of relates back to that goal. And uh, the latest book is Work Made Fun Gets Done, which, you know, uh, Inc. Magazine said about it, fun is frivolous, we know, unless you're trying to attract and keep good people. (laughs) And then it's not so frivolous anymore. It's part of it's part of uh, the the formula that makes for a winning work environment. Well, I want to dig into your book and um, this whole concept of uh, uh, fun at work. It's something that I'm really interested in myself. But before we do that, at Jazz About Work, we always kind of like career stories. Like, how does somebody become Dr. Fun? Where did you um, turn this kind of serious pursuit? How did you turn it into a a focus on fun? 
I think, well, my, my personality, uh, and now to thine own self be true, uh, I think that was a line from Shakespeare. And I, I know that I am both serious and fun. So it seems like it maybe that shouldn't exist together, but it does in me. And so I'm also very practical uh, and I'm, I'm very inspirational. So again, two conflicting, uh, potentially conflicting values. And I do things that uh, in my life that uh, reflect those. And, and writing's been one of them. I, I think uh, going back to when I remember in being a senior in high school and and my English teacher was passing out papers and uh, stopped at my desk and held up my paper, waved it around, said, best paper I had in five classes. <laughs> and I was kind of actually embarrassed, you know, and I, uh -huh. I went and I, I went and read, read back, the, read through the paper again. What was it that she saw that maybe I'm not seeing? And, and, uh, but I, I got, I got some messaging that I, I could write and, and I, I hung on to that. Um, and so, and I've been writing ever since, I guess. And, and then, and then I, in looking at what I wanted to do with my life, I decided again, early on, maybe, maybe I was in, uh, well, actually I was, I was in high school for that too, that, um, I, I wanted to be a, a better speaker. And, and so I took, uh, I signed up for debate. And the first time I debated, I, I threw up, you know, I'm, I'm an introverted, <laughs> I'm an introverted heart, oh and so, which people can't believe that, but writing is a very introverted activity. You do a lot of processing in your head and a lot of reflection and, and uh, speaking, public speaking is, you know, one of the greatest fears or number one fear of, of most Americans. Jerry Seinfeld says that that means if you're at a funeral, You'd rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so, but uh, I said, well, I, you know, I, I want to get better at uh, at speaking. So I joined Toastmasters and uh, several. In fact, I, I started a Toastmasters club in downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, and um, and they have a whole curriculum. They do 15 speeches and and uh, did that and. Uh, and, and again, that didn't come easy. I actually had an introvert. I, was, I had stage fright. So wouldn't you know, I, I wrote a book about stage fright. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's kind of, you know, one step led to, led to another. I was, I was, uh, so those are, those are two things that I knew in the back of my head that that would, that would be, um, that would be in my future. And so initially it was just uh, talking, you know, at Toastmasters, but when the time came, boy, I tell you, I was ready. I, I was ready. And I, I did a, one of my books, A Thousand One Ways to Reward Employees, uh, kind of hit a nerve uh, and came out in 1994. Uh, it's, it uh, has since gone through 64 printings, has sold over 2 million copies. And from the get-go, I was... Uh, an administrator at, as actually worked for Ken Blanchard, who wrote the one minute manager, who I learned quite a bit from. And, um, you know, suddenly Ken's clients started calling the company asking for me and they go, Bob, what? He's a, he's, he's an administrator. <laughs> I was running product development and, and uh, but they connected me and uh, people started asking me to come out to speak for their company and to speak at a conference and, and, 
wow, that was 25 years ago, and I've been doing uh, 80 to 135 speeches a year since uh, around uh, all, everywhere across America and then even around the world. I've spoken on six continents, and, and so kind of one step leads to another. And yeah. in so doing, I've always kind of felt that uh, no, life is about integrating. So I, I integrate what your experience is and what's the, what does that lead to? And, and uh, that, you know, and I, I got interested in, in doing books. And so, hey, wouldn't you know, I, I went and worked for a bookstore just to learn more about publishing. And it was, it was like Christmas every day. I loved it. I literally loved it. I, I had, at that point, I had a, I had a master's degree from Berkeley. And so actually, I applied to a, to one bookstore, uh, Barnes and Noble, and they laughed me out of the, the shop, you know, because I had an MBA, and I at that point I'd written, I'd written a few books, and and they, you know they know I wasn't gonna stick around in a bookstore and so they, they literally just la hounded me out of the, the shop but I applied to another one and then I was more uh, I wasn't as descriptive about my background that my background I said I I said I wanted to be a writer one day and and I didn't really make my education very clear and so they hired me it was a B Dalton's in St. Paul Minnesota I think I was paid two dollars and 17 cents an hour uh -huh. Didn't matter. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Every day was like Christmas. I, I was a shipping clerk. So I, I unpacked boxes and I got to see, uh, you know, different, learn different publishers, see different books. I could take home any book I wanted for, for free and then, you know, read it and then take, bring it back. I, the, in the, around the, around the, the, uh, I was within earshot of the regional manager. So I got to hear all of his conversations and issues he was dealing with. It was it was just a dream job for me. I loved it. Well, it sounds uh, that, it sounds like <laughs> one of the things that all of the things you're describing, you took difficult or challenging situations and you turned them into fun by embracing them. Is that right? Yeah, uh, that is right. Uh, I I the, the first uh, the first 70 talks I did after that book I mentioned came out, I did for free. You know, I was at some someone talking to me. Say, hey, do you? When the book first came out. I was at a trade show. Hey, do you speak on this? I can. Because well, we're doing a thing. What do you charge? Uh, buy some books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, so from doing seventy talks, unpaid talks, uh, in a row, uh, I you know since then I've had years where I've made over a million dollars just from speaking. Uh, in addition to royalties and other consulting and, and whatnot. So, you know, it's, uh, it's served me well. And I, I, I remember my brother, when I was, uh, you know, thinking of becoming a writer, my older brother, you know, I look up to your older brother, he said, no, you'll never make a living. Well, I've, I've done quite fine. Thank you. You know, yes, I bet that <laughs> but, feels good. And you've had it, does, it, it feels really good. I've, I've got no doubt. I put two kids through Ivy league educations and we've got a couple paid houses and, uh, you know, it's sort of uh, life is good, well, <laughs> and I'm still I'm still doing it. I don't I don't have to do it, but I, I enjoy it. I love it, and and uh, I love doing this. What we're doing now, you know. To I I had an, another epiphany about uh, you know life's about epiphanies when you realize that wow this is. And so I had one about um, about 
writing, writing books, because I knew I could write books. I'd, I'd written, I think, seven or eight at that point, but I, but I, I wanted to write a best-selling book. Well, that's a different uh, ball of wax, and, and, and uh, so I, I investigated, I explored that, and, and I, I saw, I remember I, I read a, an article from American Bookseller that, that kind of uh, was an aha for me, where someone described from within publishing one of the basic dilemmas of the industry, and that is that every publisher signs up authors that they think are going to be great and, and they're, they're connected and will, will sell books. And every author uh, publishes with a publisher that, that basically they think they're going to make them rich and famous, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. and, and they're going to do everything. So they're pointing at each other and the book dies in between, you know? And so I said, well, no, I've, I've got to be, uh, you can have the best book in the world. If no one's heard of it, it's not going to help them. That's, that's an epiphany. And, and so I became a marketer, a promoter. And, and uh, so when I got um, that book, A Thousand One Ways to Reward Employees, I had the idea for that from a graduate school class, by the way. I wrote, I wrote the, uh, pub, uh, the president of a publisher in New York City and then spent a couple weeks trying to get him on the phone. And finally, you could hear on the phone, his assistant say, this guy keeps calling. Will you talk to him? And, and uh, the, the CEO uh, takes, takes the phone and goes, what do you want? I said, well, well, sir, I, I, I wrote you a letter and I wanted to about a book. And, and he cut me off. He goes, we're not going to respond to a letter. If there's a book that you want to do, you got to do a proposal. And in that proposal, you got to say of the 70,000 books that are published this year, that was 1994, yours has got to be one of them. And we're the only publisher that could possibly do it right. And as he's hanging up, he says, by the way, we get 10,000 proposals a year. We published 24 books. Click. And I said, uh, and I could have said, oh, well, you know, so it goes. But I said, well, game on. <laughs> time to do a proposal. <laughs> and, and the next time I met with them, it was face to face. I flew to New York City on my own dime and, and I'm, I'm across the table from him. And, and he's got the proposal I sent. And literally, he, he opens it up. I, I, part of the proposal, I, I, I laid out some sample pages of what the book would look like. And he, he opened it up and he said, this could work. This is the guy that he personally signs up every book they've ever done. And he only signs it up if he sees it, if he sees, has a vision for it. It's mm -hmm. not who, you know, who he knows or what their, their background is, or they could be a CEO. That, none of that matters. Does he see it? So he saw it. So he was interested. Now he didn't know me from Adam. So now, now, now who am I? And he said, well, what are you doing now? I go, well, I'm, I'm an administrator for this training company and you know, back in San Diego. I go, but that's, I said, but that's not what I, I want to be. That's what I am now. He goes, well, what do you want to be? And I said, a best-selling author. And I could just see a twinkle in his eye. And done, deal done, deal done. And uh, you know, and then, <laughs> and so here's a, for anyone that has a book, here's an idea for you. So remember, I'm, I'm going to be a promoter now. So yes. I talked, I called, the book's coming out. I called the... <laughs> <laughs> the marketing director, and I knew, and I went with these guys because I knew they were very strong marketers, very strong. Uh, so they knew what they were doing in the marketplace and getting exposure and that type of thing. I said, uh, I said, yeah, hi, I'm, uh, I'm excited about the book coming out. Do, do you have a marketing plan I could look at? And, and she sort of laughed and go, well, we don't really do marketing plans for each book, you know. But, uh, you know, they were very strong marketers. I said, well, I had a few ideas. you mind if I send them? 
And I, I could hear her because, oh, that would be cute. Yes, do that. <laughs> and I, I sent her a 60-page document, single-spaced, with a one-line cover page that said, this is what I'm going to do to promote this book. What are you all going to do to meet me halfway? <laughs> and I, I found out, I found out like a year or two later that they looked at each other and they said, what have we unleashed? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and they were right because I was on fire. I, I visited 400 bookstores the first year the book was out. I, I, I did research. I, uh, and then, and they, you know, again, it's a joint effort. Uh, they sent me to 27 cities, a book tour that was not done. It's not done now. It's very rare. It wasn't done then because it's expensive, you know. And uh, but they sent me to 27 cities. And when that was done, I said, I want to keep doing it. And they go, well, Bob, we've got other books. And, and I, I kept saying, well, that's fine. I still want to keep doing it. And they, you know, couldn't deter me. And then and finally, the, the CEO, the same CEO, he, he calls my agent and said, this guy wants to keep doing doing uh, promotions around the country and uh, integrate with his speaking he's doing and and uh, we, you know we got uh, other books that are out now and and she said well do any other authors uh, are any other authors pushing you to do that I said no well why wouldn't you do it then I goes yeah okay and so and so we did. So basically, I did a nonstop bookstore for years. You are <laughs> blowing me away. We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. Are you ready to make a difference in the world? The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University can give you the skills to do just that. The school offers a multidisciplinary approach where public policy, environmental studies, and entrepreneurship come together to educate tomorrow's leaders. Learn more about the Master's in Public Administration or Environmental Studies by visiting ohio.edu backslash Voinovich School. So what I've been doing uh, during COVID, because the speaking things, that kind of stuff I lined up, it was disappearing. I've been working social media and using LinkedIn and connecting with people, building relationships without mentioning the book and um, just assuming that it's going to be hard to sell a book without speaking and with and tell and I, I thought well maybe nobody's going to want a book about being happy maybe that'll feel frivolous yeah. or maybe everyone will want a book about being happy well <laughs> I, I hope so but that I, 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 looked at your book. Had. I thought I thought it was good I, I had the electronic version to sample I, I thought it was very good oh so well, thank you you. You, you, got, you got that's a you know you got a good product to start with and and so well, here's one for you. And, and by the way, <laughs> we could talk or we could talk again about this because I could talk to you for hours about this, honestly. And so you know, I'll give I'll give you an example here. 25 years later, I'm going, you know, uh, in the, let's see, in, in a few days, um, American Talent Development National Conference is taking place in 
Salt Lake City. <laughs> and so I was going to I was going to go to it. And then, you know, uh, the COVID's on the rise and, uh, you know, it's not a lot of people are doing it virtually. So I uh, said, so what's the next best thing? How can I how can I get my book there? Well, uh, I was going to go there and then, you know, be there in person to to sign books and to sell books and stuff like that. But, uh, well, I'm not going to go there now. My co-author is not going to go there. We talked about it. And, and so well, I knew someone that is speaking there. So I, I sent him uh, three three cases of books. <laughs> He's a friend. He's speaking. And I said, hey, uh -huh. he, he, give these out the, to your, your attendees. And, and he goes, sure. And, and he goes, oh, they're doing an awards thing. So uh, any extras I'll bring there and, and give them out to people there. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. You know, and, yeah. and then he, he just emailed me yesterday. So we've been going back and forth and he emailed me. He said, oh, you're doing a, you're doing a webinar coming up. I, I just got a notice for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am. It's, it's about the, the book, you know, um, Work Made Fun Gets Done. And, and he said, well, can you send me the link to your webinar? I'll, I'll, I'll mention it and help you get people signed up. Well, well, thank you. Thank you again. I, I owe you. Let me help you. You know, and, and, That's uh, how, it's, how it's done. And I, I think it's not just in book selling. I mean, it's in life maybe. But book selling, it's yeah. so explicit. It's authors. Most of us have this horrible discovery, as I did in my first book, that it's up to you. And, and then you say, well, I've got to figure it out. And you figure it out by talking to other authors and saying, what am I supposed to do? And then you owe them and you help them and then they owe you. And it just is <laughs> yeah, a well, fun that, way. <laughs> you know, that, that's a piece of it. It's, it's sort of, there's a, it's, it's, here's, here's my advice. Think of everything you can do and then do all those things. It's not, it's no one thing. And, and I'm convinced every best-selling book has a different story behind it. Yeah. Literally. And I, I can give you I can give you twenty or thirty of those. Well, I want to I want to corral you here because <laughs> I would feel bad um, if we turn this into um, <laughs> advice on book selling, particularly we advice for me again. when you've got again. this important, fun, <laughs> interesting, serious book. The, the, um, we'll reconnect on on the book selling part. And in fact, okay. I, 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 I'll send you an article I wrote about selling business books, uh, and I'll, I've got or I've got another. I have a, a list. I have a I have a, I'll just share one of the tidbits to to make sure we talk again. But I have a a, a pecking order. I, I create a whole list. It's like it's got twenty items on it for how to sell books when you speak. I could do another one for how yeah. to sell books at conferences or even conferences you're not you're not at, you know. <laughs> but how to sell books I'll just as a sample uh, when you speak because I, I do a lot of speaking and that's in person or by webinar or uh, sometimes just audio and um, I've got I, I will and people hire me to speak and and I'll always after you know they're hiring me I say well do you want to buy books for people and, and sometimes they say oh yeah that's a great idea and they'll, and they'll buy you know a couple hundred books that's great and uh sometimes they say well no we're giving you all the money <laughs> we don't have any money left and i said no 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 problem no problem and i'll say well would you mind if if i found someone else that would buy books for your event well who would do that well <laughs> actually a lot of people <laughs> and i could show you how to do that or I could do it for you. And and sometimes they're curious and so no, tell me how. And 
it's like, okay, well, okay, who, do you have any sponsors? Do you have any, who's going to be there? Are you, you having exhibitors? Okay, great. And I, I love doing this. I, I had, let see, last year I spoke for a state conference in, in uh, Kentucky, for example. And I, I, I uh, they, they're paying me as in a couple different sessions and, and the conference chair, um, I called him up. I said, Hey, can, can you give me a list of uh, your sponsors, uh, contact information and your exhibitors? And he said, well, what do you want it for? Well, I was going to pick one or two out and, and ask them if they'd like to buy my book for all attendees. He goes, oh, well, sure, you could do that. Good luck with that. You know? And I did that first person. I looked at, I looked, who makes sense? Who, who would be attracted to this? Where is there? You know, and I, first person I called, I said, uh, yeah, my name is Bob Nelson. And they said, Bob Nelson, yeah, I know who you are. I go, well, I've got, I've got a, a new book out. I want to uh, see if you'd like me to sign copies of my new book in your, in your booth. And, and the, the, pre, the president's company said, yes, we would. <laughs> and, and they bought 350 copies. And then they, they came back with their own question. Hey, would you be willing to speak to our clients uh, in conjunction with the conference? We get people together. Absolutely. And then they bought books for those people yeah. too. Wonderful. And then, Wonderful. And then the clients, some of the clients brought me in to speak to their people. So there you go. Uh, and then, and that's just the second step on my list, the second step. And then if, if they'd said, no, we're not giving you a list. I go, okay, no, no problem. No problem. I said, well, well, uh, I'll, I'll bring some books with me, but could you do me a favor when people register for your conference, could you, any chance you could just put a, a little box they could check. Would you would you like to receive an autographed copy of the keynotes uh, speaker's book at a discounted price? Would you could you send a little checkbox and no money up front? And so I remember that conference had six hundred people, five hundred of them checked the box. And so you know I know how many books to bring, and I brought that and 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 more. So I just said I, I don't I don't want to bring you know ten boxes of books to your conference and have to ship back nine boxes. That's now I'm losing money, you know. So just help me out how many books to bring. Well, almost everyone at the conference bought the book. So you know, and on and on and on. That's how you sell a million books. Well, <laughs> at this you, point, I sold five million. So <laughs> you have done well. Well, let's let's not finish this without talking okay. about your. The, the latest book, um, Work Made Work Fun. Made fun. Done. Gets done. And it's easy it's, ways to boost energy, morale, and results. So, as is my brand, the book is research based, but then um, in on the characteristics that we, we identify on how to do that, it's 100% real life examples from uh, people, companies, teams that are doing fun things right now, right now, and well, it's what, working for What do you mean <laughs> by fun things? I mean, there's fun of different types, like yes, sometimes the work itself is fun, and sometimes you make a game of it, and sometimes it's a party. What's your definition of fun? You got the start of the book right there. So it's my, well, that's that was actually one of the first learnings I had, because I, my definition of fun is very simple. It's, it's when you're laughing, you're having fun. Well, everyone, everyone knows that. But if you ask my wife what was fun, she wouldn't say that. She'd say fun is when you, you at the end of the day, you reflect back on everything you did and all the work you achieved, and you felt good about yourself. That's fun. I go, really? That's And that's fun to her. And, and, and the thing about this book is everyone I interviewed 
had a different version of fun, what was fun to them. And that was very surprising to me, but that's, that's exciting at the same time. That means it's, it's, it's very diverse. That means <laughs> it's all over the map. So uh, whatever, you, whatever you, you think of doing, do that and then invite other people to the party and what would they like to do? And, and, and then, you know, many hands make light work and uh, you're off and running and, and shaping and creating a fun work culture. And, and uh, whether it's just your group or perhaps it leads to your whole company. There's a lot well, of companies that have fun as a core value. You know, when I, uh, I do a lot of executive coaching and um, part of my career, I was an executive and a lawyer and, you know, dealing with lots of serious issues sometimes. And my clients often reflect that. I have a lot of kind of lawyer leaders in the government working on very challenging things. Now, I'm a big believer in work feeling like play and having fun, but I find it very difficult to suggest you know, some of the kinds of things, some of the ex- fun examples you have, because they have a lot riding on not looking frivolous. So what would you say to people who are in, I don't know, in an emergency room or uh, uh, trying to defend people um, in litigation or things like that how how can they bring fun into their you can give me you can give me any work environment and i can show you ways to do it so okay. like you mentioned politics well let me tell you there's a abraham lincoln was brilliant at fun he was great at jokes ronald reagan was brilliant at, yeah. at fun and and that would often change the whole tone of the serious nature and and you know and uh, or or Hospitals, yeah, hospitals are up against it, and people are burnt out. But look at the things that 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 we've seen do. That that um, New Jersey at at 5 p.m. every day, people would come out and bang pans for healthcare workers. Or I, I've seen clips of healthcare workers that when someone who had COVID is released and goes home, they all line the halls cheering them as they leave. You know, you can work fun into the work processes if well, you, there's a will, there's a way. The example you just used is is one of my favorite ones, and you've featured it in the book. And and that's that uh, even if people are real serious about their work, they still love to celebrate and be acknowledged for success. So celebrations is a great way, like in a celebration of these folks leaving. That's that's a great way, isn't it, to bring fun in? It is. It is. And and the thing the thing is, it's not just one thing. So do that and and do something. Do something more. Ask ask people what what they would find uh, fun. What would you know uh, that that sharing people is a form of recognition. Well, I've got a whole chapter just on recognition, and and previous to that, I already mentioned I did a thousand one ways to reward employees, which is now is fifteen hundred and one ways to reward employees. So recognition is you know also all, all over the map, and that's to me empowering because it's not. Uh, just saying thank you that saying thank you is very important thank you people when they've done a good job 85 percent of employees right now feel overworked and underappreciated 85 percent so and i work with corporations and and a, a lot of times like i just worked with a major corporation had uh, had employees in in 45 countries that had uh, uh over 40,000 employees and um, they they talked to me first because they said, you know, we we think we're missing something. We're a good company. We pay people very well. We're doing exciting work. Uh, yet 
it seems that people don't feel valued because on their surveys that rank number 22, do you feel valued for the job you're doing here? And, well, not really. And, and, and we, we wanted to change that. And I, I said, I can definitely change that for you. And, and we, we talked and I remember, I remember first conversation, I said, well, I'd, I'd like to get some data. And I said, oh yeah, we got a lot of data. And I said, well, I'd like to actually do, you know, a few focus groups with, uh, with your employees. Uh, well, what, what for? Well, we'll find out what they, what they feel um, is important to them. What's, what does recognition mean to them? How they like to be recognized? Um, how they maybe feel special? And they say, oh, we already know that. Oh, really? Okay. So what, what did you, what, what is it? Well, they want more money. They want benefits. They want promotions. Oh, that's what they said? No, no, but that's where we're spending all our money. So that must be true. Well, then this will be a very easy to confirm that with a, a group of random employees, and we'll and they'll say that will be you know confirm it will be good to go. And they they said no, no, we we already. And I met with their data analytics team, and they they you know for an hour or more, and they they said well if someone feels you know they give me stuff like this if someone feels recognized, we know this is how they feel about the company, and this is how they feel about the manager. I go well, that's great. But what do they what do they need to feel recognized? Oh, well, we didn't ask that. That's why I want, want to ask, because you may not be doing the things that they feel is important. It took me a year, a year before they let me do some focus groups. And the first one I did, you know, I'm talking to these, you know, young, young kids. They were computer people and and uh, they were and they were talking about their work environment. And, and first question I ask, how how do you like to feel recognized? And you have a little 22-year-old, um, you know, Asian woman. She goes, I, you know, I work hard. I make my my deliverables. I'll work through the weekend for, for this company. I'm committed. I just wish somebody would notice. I wish somebody would say something. And I'm, I'm I think I want to give I want to give her a hug. You know, it's like yeah. almost, you know, it's like it's not that hard. But they weren't doing it. You know, well, you and, know, they, you know what happens. Well, we're going to do the holiday party or we're going to do well, the holiday party. That's not going to be for 12 months. or you know, That's too little, too late. Well, we're, we gave people a, a, a raise and everyone got, you know, an extra 2%. That's you do the same thing for everybody. That's not motivating to any individual. You know, you got to call them out. You got to single them out. You got the manager's got to do that. The, the person that knows best what they're trying to do. If that's not happening, you will, they will not feel valued. Sometimes, sometimes the manager, um, you know, I'm thinking of lots of situations where I've been coaching or consulting or something. The manager thinks that they are providing recognition and the team members think that they never get it. And part of the problem sometimes is you can't just generally say good job at the end of every meeting and exactly. count that as recognition. Exactly. So the manager checks it off in their head. Yeah, I did it again. I'm I'm always, this is very common, what you're saying. This is, to me, the knowing doing gap. Managers know that that people are important. They they need to treat them right. And in their head, they're doing that. So, you know, uh, John finishes the report and the manager reads it and goes, wow, he nailed it again. He's one of my best people. And and they think that's recognition, them thinking that the person's good. Did you say something to the person? Did you give them a note? Did you mention them? In, in front of the staff, did you ask them to uh, 
to if he was interested in presenting his findings to the management team did you give him a half day off did you ask him to take his spouse out to dinner and bring you the receipt <laughs> did you no i didn't do any of that i i, I said yeah he did it again and you said that to yourself yeah yeah he's one of my best people was well, he be one of your best people until he walks out the door which is gonna be any day now because he thinks yeah. you're a jerk yeah. <laughs> well you're and that's what happens people take go to work they go to work for a great company and they leave because their manager is a is a jerk. And one of the reasons they're a jerk is they 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 never thank them for the work they do. They just yeah. assume, well, that's what we're paying you for. Well, well your you know, book is going to help with that. I, I think there are a lot of people out there who think that they are motivating people and um, uh, rec uh, recognizing their good work, but they may not be. But your book's just full yeah. of ideas, and I love the energy of it. And I think the um, knowing doing gap. Bestseller. We have to we have to close the knowing doing gap, and and it's not that hard to do. You can when it comes to fun, you could do it in your own job, your own work, and we all have rote, routine, and boring things we have to do as part of our you know the paperwork or the or whatever it may be, uh, expense reports or on and on and. And uh, you can make those fun. Yeah. You got, you know, set the set the timer for twenty minutes and see how fast you can get it done. Or if I if I actually the thing you're procrastinating, if I make it happen uh, this morning, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break and and take a quick walk and get some exercise, get outside. Or or I'm gonna if I if I achieve that goal and I finish that today, I'm gonna call a friend I haven't talked to in a long time to check in on them. That that would be. Fun, or I'm gonna go online shopping and, and buy myself something. Yeah, play a game with yourself, you know. And then so yeah. there's lots of it starts between your ears of saying I'm gonna I'm gonna have more fun uh, at work instead of dreading my job, instead of dreading the things I'm doing. And then and that that's gonna show in your performance. By the way, I'm gonna I'm I know I know someone that they just their to their daily to do list they rename it as their fun list just to get in the frame of mind that oh boy I. I get to do this. I want to do this. I get to do it. I get to do it again today. And they're paying me for it. I can't believe it, you know? <laughs> and, and so those, those are, you know, those are tricks. Those are techniques. Those are things I've, I've collected from other people. I, I, I talked to this one woman and she said, you know, Yo-Yo Ma, a famous uh, cellist, he, he did a concert for 8,000 people where he, he played, uh, uh, box six concertios uh, and from memory for three hours. And she, she said, you, you listen to that and it's just mesmerizing. It's like, you know, God is, is going through his hands, you know, and she says, I put that on when I'm working. And so I feel that I'm being touched by God in the work I'm doing. And I, I Wow, and, and she was so abashed about this. I, I, I looked it up on the internet. And said, you know, it's free, Yo-Yo Ma, you yeah. know. Uh, and, and I played it, and she was right. Whatever you're doing is going to have more meaning, honestly. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, or I talked to an emergency room doctor in Los Angeles, you know, and about, uh, about what makes fun. And she goes, my, my, what makes my life fun is when I can align my mission with what I'm actually doing. And my mission is to help save lives. And I get to do that every single day. And I think of that often and it gives me energy and it gives me a, 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 
a perk in my step and it gives me a, a, a twinkle in my tone and dealing with others and I enjoy it and that comes through. That's wow. a wonderful example of it's, fun, it's, serious so, fun. Yeah, fun doesn't have to be silly. It can be silly. And, and the one rule that we have, by the way, because we, we have guidelines, and the one rule that co-author Mario Tamayo and myself uh, have, and, and we've worked together for 34 years, is that fun can't be at anyone's expense. So, so we, we don't advocate doing pranks. You know, we, we're not going to have a laugh at someone's expense. That, that's going to be funny for about two seconds. And then that person is going to be upset and, and, and livid and, and quite likely quit uh, or, or file a lawsuit or whatever. So it's, it's, it's got to be safe for everybody. Uh, and and um, you can be creative and you can, you can try think different things and then learn from them. And if it works, uh, do it again. Do more of it. If it doesn't work, well, how could it have been better? And and it's not well, it wasn't a waste of time. It wasn't a mistake. If you learn from it, it's, it's going to be good. So uh, Hewlett Packard Hewlett Pack called me just uh, the other day. They asked me to, they wanted me to do a webinar for them. And I've worked for them for many years. I remember back when I was at their headquarters in Sunnyville, California, and I talked to a manager. He said that, he said, uh, uh, I've got this in the, in the recognition book. Um, he said, once I had this a senior software developer burst in my office and he said, you won't, you won't believe it. I finally fixed that software bug. He'd been working on it for weeks. And, and the manager said, I was, I was so excited for him. I grouped around my desk and I handed him a banana for my lunch with the words, great job. I knew you can do it. Now <laughs> that's, that sure sounds silly, doesn't it? But it wasn't silly to that senior software engineer. He yeah. showed everyone the banana the boss <laughs> gave him. It took on this life and the story today in that in that uh, division, Sunnyville, California, Hewlett Packard. The most prestigious um, award is the Golden Banana Award. It's 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 not the not just banana, it's a plaque and and whatnot. And, and it worked for them. And and so you know, work it. If it works for you, then work it to make it something bigger, more. And so they. They added on, and if you got that award, you got a little lapel pin of a banana you can put on on your name tag. And at an instance, you you've joined an elite performers club in that corporation, and it means and everyone recognizes that. Oh, you're you're part of the the banana club. My gosh, that's uh, impressive. You know, and it drives an incredible amount of focus, attention on what happens to be the most highly paid technical staff. The stupid banana award. There you have it. So it, it's anywhere. And is that fun? Yeah, it's fun. People have a lot of fun with it. You know, and, it's fun, but it's also point, serious because it makes people feel really good about what they're doing. Yeah, probably at this point they probably have someone that has got a banana outfit they they wear when they hand out the award. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no there's no uh, create your own uh, fun thing. You know, and I I, I had to because you know I talk about this and people. You know, I'm a, a kind of a clearinghouse for ideas that work. And I remember someone came up to me and said, "We, you know, we had uh, we had this uh, woman in our department, and she was just so so great that that it just perked everyone up." And 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 they said, this, "This man said, I got a spark plug, and I spray painted it with gold paint. I put it on a piece of yarn, and in front of the staff, I said, Betty, Betty, I got some for you.' I said, Betty, you you." You make all our our lives a little bit 
uh, lighter, a little bit more fun, no matter what we're worried about, what we're working on. You add a spark around here, so I'm giving you the spark plug award. And hung it around her neck. <laughs> 18 years later, she's still got it. She's got it in her jewelry box. She, she told me, I, I frequently think of that when I have a bad day, that I am valued here. And, and they, they, uh, what I'm doing is helping other people be their best. Well, and Dr. so it Bob, goes. It's so it yeah. goes. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a wonderful example to how you can just take nothing and turn it into something powerful. I think we're about out of time, but I have had so much fun with you today that I, I think that we could probably talk for a while, but I think we'd better bring it to a close. Okay. Wanna, and let's talk again. Yes, I would love I to do I'd love to help you with your book, or we could do just the whole thing on on books because I got a lot to lot to say, well, lot maybe, to share. Well, that's you what I was about to say. Five million books by accident. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you could come back and 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 really we'll focus in on some questions about the book market and selling books and all of those things. Would you be willing to do that? Of course, of course, okay. I'd love to. I'd love to help you personally, and love to help any of your readers that were ever thinking of doing a book or had done a book or were in the process of doing a book. You know, there's there, the, that said the, the purpose of life is, you know, plant a tree, have a kid, write a book. So most people want to do a book and I could show them how not just to do it, but how to do a best-selling book. If All right. So to do what's necessary. we're going to schedule that. But meanwhile, your <laughs> new book is work made fun gets done. Easy ways to boost energy, morale and results. And, um, you sure have the energy to um, that you brought to us today. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait till we have you back. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. The book is available wherever books are sold. Amazon, I, also on on my website that we offer uh, my books at a discount. It's at www.drbobnelson.com. Wonderful. Uh, I would. I, I think that any of your readers can get quite a lot out of it for themselves, for their kids, for their spouse, you name it. And in fact, if anyone doesn't, I'd be glad to buy their book back uh, uh, because I, it's, it's that, I'm that, I'm that positive that you, you will not believe um, what's there for you. All right. Well, I, I uh, look forward to um, using it sometimes with my clients, but uh, we'll talk soon. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Beverly. It was a delight. Today, we've been talking with Dr. Bob about how to motivate employees and yourself by creating more fun at work. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. I'm your host, Bev Jones. If you're interested in finding joy and meaning at work, I hope you'll check out my new book, Find Your Happy at Work. Today's tip is that you don't have to choose between happiness and career success. Research shows that people who are happier at work are more successful in their careers. Thanks for listening today. If you have feedback or suggestions for Jazzed About Work, please email me at Beverly E. Jones at me.com. Mm-hmm.